This talk was recorded by Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. The society around me, where is this normalized? And I think our society, the world in which we live in, defines an individual's worth by their contribution and success. And so if that's how these three enemies were at work within me this week, how do I or how did I fight them? And again, some of these practices were helpful for me, and some of them might not be helpful for you. And so again, it's wrestling with and practicing different things to fight these enemies. That's our goal, but we may have different ways of getting to that. But for me personally, in preparing for this talk, I had to call to mind 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? Therefore, if anyone, in, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I had to fight the lie the devil was trying to get me to believe that my identity was rooted in my speaking abilities and fight that with my identity is secure in Christ. I also had to confess to Ellie, so another practice, confession. I had to confess to Ellie a lot that I was struggling not to believe that my worth was in my talk. Um, and so I needed to fight the flesh, producing in me a desire to be exalted in this talk. And then some of some lesser known practices that aren't talked about as much, but that and then I get excited about putting in front of you guys this summer to um, try to practice our rest silence and solitude. So I felt the need this past week to rest, um, both kind of for a day just to set aside me thinking about work and the talk, and then also periodically throughout the week, just to offer my work to the Lord and say, my desire right now is to just be embedded in this talk to forget about everything else. But I think in that I'm believing that my identity again is in this talk. And so I felt like the need to step away from it. Um, and then also silence and solitude, just getting away and separating my, myself from the busyness and the hustle and also that we're feeling, just to reconnect with God and fight to believe again that he sees me as his son. And so my identity is secure in that. Um, so these practices have been helpful, if not essential to my fight this week, but it might look different played out in each and every one of you. And so, you know, workshop today, a little bit later on, we're going to kind of set up that practice of seeing what lies may be at work within you and giving you a time to um, uh, think through those and how, can you, how you can do that. But before we get into that, uh, we're going to go into why do we fight? And if any of you think at all similarly to me, I'm very much of the mind that before I do anything, I want to know the why behind it. And so Ellie and I run into this. If we were thinking about putting something into practice, I'm like, why, why would we do that in the first place? And if I can, can, can be convinced of that it's a good reason, I'm ready to go full forward. Um, but so, I love what Liz said on Wednesday of her talk of she gets excited about evangelism, but she doesn't want to just put that on you. She wants you guys to figure that out for yourself if it's worth it. And I feel like this talk is very much in the same vein. 
of, I want to tell all of us about the necessity to fight the three enemies of our soul and fight sin when we apprentice under Jesus. But each person in this room has to decide if they want to give up the pleasures of this life and their flesh and what the world is telling them around them in order to experience the life that Jesus has to offer. So with that said, I do want to give you my analysis of why it's worth the fighting enemies. Um, so Jeremiah 2, 12 through 13, you guys can turn there with me. Some of you were here uh, on project a couple of summers ago, and we talked about this verse a lot. I had everybody memorized it, so I can see some smiles in the audience. Um, but I believe this hits at what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, I get excited about talking about this verse. And so, be appalled, oh heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so God is saying that people are forsaken him, that his people are forsaken him. And he defines himself as the fountain of living waters. Right? You drink there, you're never going to be thirsty again. But people are deciding to make for themselves cisterns is what the text says, but we can think of that as like pots, bowls, buckets, cups, jars that can't hold any water. And so they're saying, I don't want this fountain of living waters. I want to try and do this myself. Um, so if it's not clear what I'm trying to say, there's an analogy from John Piper that has been really, really impactful in my own heart that I hope will make it more clear. And it's a pretty long analogy. I was thinking do I try to make it applicable to this context? But I think he says it better. So sit back and relax. Like it's a, it's a pretty long quote, but I felt like I needed to read it. And so he says, what's the definition of evil in that verse? Talking about Jeremiah 2, 12 to 13. Here's God as a fountain of living water. You drink at that fountain, you live forever. It's the sweetest, most satisfying water. Now he's talking about himself. I was planning some pasta a few days ago. It was hot as blazes last week in Minneapolis. And I was sweating, and my neighbor John from across the street came over to help me. About two hours into it, we were finishing uh, putting some red chips on the garden and planting these hot stuff. And I went over to the hose and turned on the spigot and let the hose run until the water's cooled. Then I began to drink. I turned to John and I said, you know why people don't enjoy Jesus? He's like, no. I said, they're not thirsty. I said, this is glorious. This water is glorious because I'm so hot, sweaty, and thirsty. I could drink from this all day. Evil is tasting that water and saying, bleh. And then going over and picking up a handful of dirt and eating it and saying, that's good. That's evil. And that's what everybody does in this world until God is their treasure. God is their food. God is their drink. So evangelism should be the easiest thing in the world. Don't eat dirt. Stop eating dirt. It'll make you sick forever. However, Satan has connived to make the dirt tasty and make the soul hungry for dirt that people need help. They need a divine miracle to recognize that this water will satisfy forever. That dirt will kill you. That's our job to help people recognize that. Evil is turning away from the infinitely satisfying God to things that can never satisfy and will kill you in the end. And so, in being apprentices of Jesus, 
I feel that we have the need to fight the enemies that attack our souls. And although the devil has worked to make sin and corruption around us really tasty, we have to follow in the way of our master, Jesus, to find life. And so, in all of this, it doesn't make sense to fight off the world, the flesh, and the devil if we aren't truly seeing Christ as the greatest treasure in our lives, as gain. When we see Christ as our treasure, as our living water, then it makes sense that anything lesser than him is dirt. It seems foolish to try and be fulfilled with it. And so, Emma and I's hope and prayer for this personal worship training is that um, continuing to learn about the spiritual practices like prayer, the Bible, fasting, rest, we're going to get into those throughout the rest of the summer, would be seen as a way to fight against our enemies so that we can gain more Christ. So, we're going to transition into our workshop, but would you pray with me? Just um, going into that.
I believe that in order for us to fight the enemies of our soul, we have to be aware of their attacks in our life. I don't want us to go forward throughout all these spiritual practices talks and just almost use them as a band-aid for what may actually be going on in our lives and not actually get to the root of the problem. So, um, and then I really want to put these spiritual practices in front of you as you attempt, as we practice apprentice and energy this. Um, but we want to be able to distinguish the facts so that we learn just band-aids over what's actually going on. And so, like I said, we want to give you guys a chance to practice this on your own. And so again, um, John Mark Homer's summary statement, like I talked about in my talk, that I think has been helpful for me, deceptive ideas of the devil that play the disordered desires of flesh that are normalized in a sinful society. Uh, and so these are the questions that I was going through in my talk and thinking about this past week, thinking about uh, what's actually going on in my heart. And we add here at the end, so we're going to give you guys about five minutes to break up on your own and think through these questions. But we don't want you to just sit there. We want you to fight to see a promise or truth from the Bible. So it could be a verse, it could just be a theme that can help you bring, like, bring you back to Christ. So that in that fight against the enemies, you can see more of Christ. And so just some examples from your own life to process through. Mine was you know, going through my talk and seeing that. But it could be a hard interaction at work. It could be comparison that you're feeling on project. I know this was probably like a breathing ground for comparison. It could be just complaining or grumbling, or it could be things like lust or anger that you're feeling arising up in you. Um, so we just want to give you a chance to think through these questions, circle back around to what promise or truth you believe time of Second Corinthians five seventeen um, that can help you see more Christ in that. And so um, we're going to give you five minutes to think through this on your own, and then after that's up. And then we're just going to have 10 minutes for you guys to talk about this in your own So, go ahead. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.